The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 125. How important is personal branding when starting a career in the sports industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. My goal each week is to interview a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the business side of sport. So I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Will Baggett. Will is an author and founder of The Executive Image, where he specialises in teaching the next generation of college students and young professionals with their career development, so they learn the foundations with regards to how they can really position themselves effectively when starting a career with regards to their ambitions and what they want to do after the time in education. So for that reason, it's a pleasure to have Will as a special guest on the show. And that's why in today's episode, Will will share his sports career journey and explain to you why personal branding is so important when starting a career in the sports industry. Will, it's great to have you on the show. Please could you share to the listeners your sports career journey? When did it all start? Yeah, hey, Ed. Uh, good to be on, man. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure to be speaking with you, and thank you for the opportunity. My sports career journey actually started a few years ago when I was an intern in Olympic strength and conditioning at the University of Mississippi. And from there, I moved on to Baylor University, where I got my master's in sport management, then moved on to do an internship at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And after that, I got my first full-time job at IMG doing collegiate licensing before coming over to join the college football playoff, which is ironic because I didn't watch my first college football game until my freshman year of college in 2008. So I definitely wasn't a lifelong sports fan, particularly in football. I was more of a basketball guy, but now we uh, we run and help operate one of the biggest sporting events in the, in the country, in the U.S. So it's a, it's a pretty awesome experience to be a part of. Absolutely. Just going back in time now, can you remember that defining moment when you decided, right, I want to work in the sports industry? Did you know there was a sports industry at the time? Honestly, no. I mean, this is going to be a little bit embarrassing, to be honest with you, but I didn't know what an athletic director was until my senior year of college and undergrad. I just had no idea. You know, I'd always grown up watching professional basketball and I'd been interested in maybe working in maybe pro sports, but I never knew what it looked like because originally I was going to go to medical school and become a doctor, then went to physical therapy, then went to a strength and conditioning coach. So there was just kind of a litany of ideas and opportunities I explored. But then it's when I got my first grad assistantship with the American Football Coaches Association that I knew for a fact I wanted to stay in sports, particularly around the game of football. It's uh, widely regarded as the great, the world's greatest outdoor classroom, and you have such an, imp- an impact, an opportunity to impact young men and, and fans of all demographics and all backgrounds, and just by nature of being in this, in this sport, because oftentimes we serve as surrogate fathers to these young men who may, have, who may not have had positive male roles 
role models. So that responsibility and that and that impact, man, that's something to be a part of, and it's something I don't take for granted. And uh, and being a part of this this great experience, and and finally, I'll I'll say that when you think about this day and age and getting people to agree on something, and, uh, and you think about a football stadium and you're getting. 50,000 plus, sometimes 100,000 people, and in our case, around 70,000. And if you split it down the middle, you're getting that many people to agree on one thing, and that's for the success of their team. And it's hard to get three people to agree on anything. So if you can get that many folks in one venue to agree and be after one common goal and one common purpose, that's a pretty special thing to be a part of for three and a half hours. Absolutely. Just really quickly, would you mind providing the listeners your educational background in a lot more detail? Yeah, sure, sure. So, grew, I'm born and raised in Grenada, Mississippi. So, I, don't, I went to high school in Mississippi, and then I moved on to get my bachelor's degree at Ole Miss, uh, aka the University of Mississippi. And originally, like I said, started out wanted to do physical therapy, and we didn't have a sport management program there. So, I received my bachelor's degree in exercise science, and so my whole background, I'm a science geek, and I just always have loved it. And that's where I met some of my greatest mentors. And there's there's professors I keep in contact to this day and that have, have been so impactful in my career. And the education piece is something that was always professed really heavily in my household. And my dad in particular gave me an ultimatum growing up saying that, hey, either you go get your education or you can come home and get a shovel. You know, it's your choice. So, so I pretty I knew pretty early on that I, I needed to get a, get a solid education, and the opportunity came up to attend graduate school at Baylor University, a very renowned university in Waco, Texas, not far from where I am in Dallas, Texas now. And it was there that I met my mentor uh, Ty Brown and worked at the American Football Coaches Association, and also volunteered as a strength coach for the Baylor football team. And from that came the publication of a book that myself and my mentor, Ty Brown, co-authored and has done very well. And it's, it's called The Blueprint for a Successful Career, and the subtitle is A Foundation for Developing Young Professionals. So uh, Baylor was truly a transformational time for me, and I think education is relative to what you focus on. Again, you have formal education, but the experiential education that you can immerse yourself in, whether it's volunteering or going to nonprofits or helping out with with Boy Scouts and YMCA's or in, in South Dallas where there are less fortunate communities, that's where a lot of education can also come from, the emotional intelligence education, which I think in Canada is arguably sometimes more important, if not more important, than formal education. So uh, education to me is a continuing cycle and it's something that I explore, explore and try to get better in every day. I read a lot of books, articles, newsletters, you name it. Uh, one, for instance, front office sports newsletter also the d1 ticker newsletter so education again for me is a revolving door so that is absolutely true just reflecting right now relating to your dad's piece of advice how is your education from a industry perspective supported you from a career perspective looking back now yeah, wow, that's a that's a great question, man. I, I would say that the exposure's been been awesome, man. Uh, I've been extremely fortunate to be in the presence of some outstanding leaders. You know, so much to the point to where if I it was I would have had to choose not to be successful based on the the giants whose shoulders I should I stood upon, right? Is it, it was really an an educational and eye opening piece for me looking at what. I was able to be exposed to and the people I, were, I was able to be around because of how my dad taught me to present myself and carry myself and, and brand myself uh, in any setting. And that builds trust, 
And so looking back, I would say that I got a lot of early on education and that's what led to me writing the book because I realized that I had a platform and I had some opportunities that prop that usually wouldn't be presented to people of, of my background and my experience and where I come from. And so I felt that as a responsibility and even to this day, uh, just being able to connect with young professionals and speak to them about the ins and outs of running a, a ball game or a national championship. And there's just so many little nuances that you don't think about, but much of that comes from your exposure. And in some cases you'll get job experience from just being on the job itself but there's experience you have to go get and seek out too and what I like to do is when I was early when I was starting my career out I created this kind of roadmap say hey my career goal is to do this so I printed out job descriptions that I was nowhere near qualified for and looked at the skills that were required and said okay I got that got that don't have that when can I get that all right and that's when you start figuring out okay, I need to go volunteer so I can put that on my resume and you just start getting those different experiences and then they can lead to full-time opportunities opportunities if you're prepared so if you uh, if you get ready if you stay ready you don't have to get ready that's the way I look at it well I really do hope the listeners are taking that on board and what it does lead is momentum but you've said this word a few times now during that roadmap how important was it to find mentors that you could look up to with regards to that roadmap Oh, absolutely critical, man. And, and I will say, man, I, I realized that I had a very, very uh, fortunate uh, journey, right? Uh, I know it was a higher power beyond me. I'll just be absolutely clear about that. Uh, and, and, and saying that, uh, for instance, my first job opportunity with the Football Code Association as a GA, well, that opportunity hadn't been open or available for eight years prior to my getting there. And so it was it was timing, it was preparation. And if I, let's say, take another semester to maybe go through another football season, I would have missed the boat, right? And it was just that one semester that it was open and I was there to take the opportunity. So it's um, that was my first kind of foray into, into that deep mentorship and, and an employee, employer type type role dynamic. But prior to that, my mentor, Dr. Jamil Northcutt, who's now the vice president of player engagement at Major League Soccer, uh, I used to see him come into the weight room when I was an intern at Ole Miss and the weight and, and strength and conditioning. And finally, I just walked up to him one day and said, sir, what do you do? And the rest is history. And I can honestly say that he's had a hand in every stop I've had since uh, since I walked up him to him that day in the weight room. And I think he was doing like some abs, some obliques, and uh, I can remember like it was yesterday. I just walked up to him and introduced myself, and we talk weekly now, and I'm telling you, I can probably attribute 90% of my network back to this one guy because of his respect and his brand. And so it's a responsibility for me to represent him at a very high level in everything I do. And whether I'm going to a high school basketball game or a major conference, the first thing I do is call him and say, hey, who do we know here? And he's always willing to provide an open and valid connection for me. And that eases the whole networking piece when you have that common ground and shared experience. Will, that is a fantastic example. It really relates to today's podcast topic. How important is personal branding when starting a career in the sports industry? Oh, goodness, man. Um, I'll, I'll tell you another quick story. I mean, it's like, like a Mr. Rogers from back in the day here with all these stories. But uh, I would say, man, it's, it's absolutely critical. And personal branding for me is actually something that I, I, I now teach because it's so important. And, you know, one thing my, my dad always told me, he says, uh, and whatever you do, you never want to, you know, embarrass the family because you understand that I've worked hard to elevate our name, our family to where it is. I come from a small town, right? And so, anything that I did or they, they would know he would know in 10 minutes 
you know, it was just kind of that, kind of that uh, big fish, small pond is kind of the, what, what he, what he swam in. And I came with a responsibility. It does come with some pressure, to be honest with you. And it kind of, uh, sometimes it may put you in, put you in kind of a, a box you feel like, but I would say that it's made me who I am today. And we talk about this thing in the blueprint for a successful career, this concept rather about having a jersey put on your back. Right. And that's basically saying that who is willing to bestow or endow that jersey to you to where when you're walking around, their name is stitched across your shoulder blades. Right. We often wear the jerseys of the team name on the front and our last names on the back. But who was willing to give you their jersey with their name on the back? So when you go out into the field, you know, and kind of metaphorically, how are you representing them? You know, how do they feel like, oh, that's that's Northcutt's guy or that's Todd Brown's guy. Right. And how does that reflect back onto them? Because ultimately, if, if it's a negative feeling or a negative vibe, then the next person they would try to recommend for an opportunity, that door is going to be half closed, if not shut altogether, because, you know, now you look like the they like the person, the boy who cried wolf. And they thought they were sending along someone that was quality of high standards and they got the opposite. So it's a it's a it's a huge responsibility. And I'll even say my finally here at the college football playoff, the way I got here is I was actually writing for front office sports at the time, writing articles and route to publishing my book. And I caught the attention of the then chief operating officer, Michael Kelly. And long story short, he reached out to me on Twitter after knowing my background in bowl games and knowing my hard skills. He reached out on Twitter and, and uh, one day he said, hey, I've been keeping an eye on you. And, uh, long story short, I'm creating a new position. I want you to come work for me. And that happened through Twitter direct messages. So that's 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 how personal branding has impacted my life. And now I uh, lead a small firm called the Executive Image or Emerging Executives LLC. And we teach colleges we teach at colleges and institutions or, or nonprofits throughout the country on personal branding, executive etiquette, emotional intelligence, you name it. And so it's a it's a really, really critical piece to me that's that's hugely and just 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 very important. And so I live it, I breathe it, and um, I, I share it anytime I have an opportunity. I find this really, really interesting, Will. Out of interest, because I have to dissect of what you've just said, what skill sets have supported you along that journey from a career perspective? I would say definitely writing, writing ability. And that's kind of dating back to thinking back in high school, I had an English teacher, uh, Miss Miss Leverett. And at this time, I mean, I, I probably I was wearing stuff to school that would probably qualify me for uh, a hip hop video. But she looked past that and saw that I had a penchant and an aptitude uh, to, to reach for for writing. And I would always kind of just turn it down like, no, nah, Miss Leverett, I don't, you know, because where I'm from, success doesn't look like. You know, writing books and things like that it just it's just, it's just different right and she just says she said she said you're a writer i said no ma'am i'm not i'm i just want to go through school and give me a nice car put some rims on it and everything's going to be all right and lo and behold seven years later i had always kind of kept reading reading one or two book, books a month and i finally found something that I was passionate enough about to write about and i called miss leverett and i said hey uh you're right and uh, I'm going to start writing this book and I can use your help editing it. And so writing ability and has been huge for me. So I would say that along with responsiveness, 
and, and and that being able to respond quickly, like when you get emails, text calls, not leaving people hanging, right? Getting back to folks, even if, in, if it's in the affirmative or otherwise, is letting people know and not letting people hanging, uh, leaving people hanging. Uh, so I would say relationships, responsiveness and resilience. Uh, and a relentless, you know, pursuit of excellence has really, you know, folded into what I have tried to maintain and the standard I've tried to create, and hopefully this just disseminate throughout the industry and 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 help other young professionals realize that yes, it is tough, it is very competitive, and you're going to have to be that much better if you want that opportunity, and uh, largely it's it's, it's going to come down to relationships and touching people when you don't want anything, right? You know, you reach out, say, hey. It is Tuesday. I don't want anything. So I want to say hello, right? And getting in that deep knowledge, it's like, hey, uh, Ed, I heard you like chocolate turtles. You know, I'm going to send you a box, right? That's when you get to that next level of authenticity and relationship building, and that's what has made has made my transitions uh, throughout the industry or through different stops so easily because I constantly would check in to say hello to people, and so when you walk in the door, that's that that familial, that family familiarity. And uh, that has made the transitions and the career journey a lot less treacherous than it would have been otherwise. Well, I really, really, really do hope the listeners are taking all that in because the one thing I've enjoyed from our chat so far is it's not like you've forced yourself to build a network in sport. You let your skill sets do the talking and things have evolved. And I wanted to say this now because a lot of people who graduate, hopefully you would agree what I'm saying, they're sort of trying to chase the contacts, chase the network, and sometimes they're going to take a step back, look where they want to go and moving forward. Could you go in a little bit more detail about the services you provide? I know you mentioned it briefly, but I just want to really highlight it because we we got connected because I said to you, career development is very underestimated with regards to the sports industry. Could you go in a little bit more detail with regards to your company in a lot more depth? That'd be fantastic. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, man. And thank you for, for asking. Uh, it, it all started, the premise, the crux of it was surrounded around the book, The Blueprint for a Successful Career, which is available on Amazon. And thankfully to this day, we've, we and, finger, and knocking on wood, we've achieved nothing but five-star reviews thus far. I think we have to have a little bit over 60. And so it's uh, it's really has had a positive impact. And that's what the key has always been, is, is to have a wide-ranging impact on people that I may not otherwise be able to share with directly. So that's why I'm so thankful for opportunities such as this to reach listeners or people that I may not meet or have contact with otherwise. But I would say that uh, in regards to the company, Emerging Executives, our primary primary platform is the Executive Image Workshop. And that's when we come in and work with your staff, young professionals, and really break things down and be really hands-on. Uh, for me, my background is in coaching. And prior to that, I was in theater and acting. And so it's a way for me to kind of bridge and marry these these passions into one thing. And that's why I really make it interactive, right? Uh, it's not a talking head lecture. It's really we get you out of your seats and we go through everything from what the colors you wear mean to how to pr- properly present your business card to what different stances mean in different settings, right? So say for instance, you have your hand, you're talking to someone at a networking event, you have your hands in your pockets, right? That could come off as passive and or disinterested. And so I'm really big on body language and it's estimated that 93% of what of communication is nonverbal. 
93% is of communication is, is nonverbal. So if that you have a first, you have that first seven seconds to make a positive first impression. And after beyond that, that first impression is going to be etched in stone. It's going to be, and it's going to be difficult, if not impossible to alter. But if you want to take it a step further, you think about now, you think about digital etiquette or online branding. So Ed and you and I connected, you had a certain perception of me because we connected online, right? We never met in person. You see kind of my background, you see my photo, how I present myself and my, and my profile picture, but you don't know me specifically. So all you see is what's above the surface. Those are the ABCs, uh, appearance, and in some cases, behavior and communication skills when you communicate with someone for the first time. But below the surface is what really makes us who we are. But if you don't have those ABCs intact above the surface, then nobody's going to be interested in getting to know you on a deeper level. And that's where a lot of the diversity issues come from because we don't take the time to get to know people and ask questions. And that's where we talk in the workshop about emotional intelligence, whereas the executive image is being able to speak without speaking and emotional intelligence falls into being able to hear what people are saying when they aren't talking. And we married those two and that's what really makes the whole person and a total professional and that's what we like to focus on to really just build the person inside and out and uh and, and, and just realizing that there's, there's there's perceptions out there there's confirmation bias to where if i think something of you and i see it online or hear about it when i meet you in person i'm going to do everything in my power to confirm what i thought to be true because we're human we don't like to be wrong right and so what can you do to protect that personal brand because your reputation and your brand is ultimately going to precede you and that's what we want to help you all uh, help you all manage in a positive and favorable manner especially in the sports industry because it is all about people from my experience on this podcast show without a doubt out of interest will what have you been up to recently yeah, sure, man. So a lot of it's been so in the month of December, I completely shut it down as everything is focused on the college football playoff national championship. But uh, prior to this year, man, it's uh, I'm sorry, prior to this month, it's been an absolute explosion. And we've been truly blessed uh, having worked with institutions such as Florida State and Alabama, University of Miami, Michigan State and uh, Southeast Missouri State. It's it's, it's been amazing. And so uh, a lot of travel involved between doing the, the workshops with the executive image and also some some intermittent travel with my my job here because we are in a, in a, in a remote or fluid organization and that our national championship game is never held in the same city aside from the same the first year of its of its of it uh, of its starting and so this year it's going to be in california next year it's going to be in new orleans and then we go to miami indianapolis la then houston and so that has opportunities to where you can learn a different city and different people you know every year so we look forward to that uh, so just a lot of uh, a lot of travel uh, i would say but it's been it's been healthy it's been you know not too constant it's been a good mix and i get some good plane reading done when i'm on the road so um, i enjoy that brilliant and all i was going to say it sounds very exciting as well will just on a personal note what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey reflecting right now looking back man i would say the the uncertainty uh, and I would kind of be the dead horse with the relationships, but uh, I would say that, and I'm, I'm biased here, having not worked in many other industries or dabbled rather, but the relationships in the sports industry 
is is are amazing and that we're able to connect and when you have strong relationships in this industry and people take new jobs and move because it's pretty common in our in our in our world then you, they take you with them in a sense right so your network expands organically when you're cheering for your colleagues and other people to get new opportunities and they may end up hiring you you may end up hiring them down the road so the relationships has been the most the most fun and also even b- before I started working full-time and, and getting here to the college football playoff I would say the uncertainty was uh, was a really fun piece of it simply because when you don't know what's going to happen next it really keeps you on your toes right you're you're dotting you're dotting your eyes you're crossing your t's because you don't know what the next opportunity is going to come from so you're doing everything you can to put yourself in the absolute best position so I would say the uncertainty while it, can, it causes some some anxiety for many I'd say that I've, I've relished in and I've kind of basked in it and I've made the most of it and I've appreciated every step of the journey so that's what I would say the uncertainty of outcome as a positive eustress instead of distress and also the relationships were absolutely key do you know, Will, that's probably one of the best responses I've got because you're absolutely right. The uncertainty is part of the package when working in the sports industry. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university students who are discovering their sports career passion? I used to play billiards or shoot pool, rather. And I would say that the beauty of being a young professional, being being the rising professional, is that if you if you're familiar with billiards or shooting pool, uh, let's say you have the opening break, right, and you hit the cue ball and it hits all the rest of the balls in, then the balls disperse. And let's say you hit in one solid and you hit in one stripe, you have options, right? You're able to survey the landscape, you can survey the table, and you can see, okay, what direction is going to give me the best opportunity to be successful and get to my desired destination or desired outcome. So as a young professional now, that if you maybe not having a family, not having a full-time job, the opportunity is there for you to volunteer, to reach out, conduct informational interviews, to build relationships, because you don't have anything tying you down. So I would say do your best to survey the landscape, the lay of the land, cultivate your, your career field, and then reap the harvest thereafter. That is great, Will. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you online? Sure. So I'm on Twitter as W underscore bags, that's B's and boy, A G G S C F P. So W underscore bags at C F P. And on LinkedIn, just Will Baggett. And yeah, that's, uh, that, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty responsive. And uh, I'll get back to any and everyone who wants to connect. And I'm happy to speak further if I can provide any advice or any, any opportunities. Um, you never know where you're going to be. I never know where you're going to be. And I may need a job one day. So I'm, I'm very intentional about treating everyone with the same love of courtesy and respect. So I, I really appreciate any connections and anyone that wants to reach out. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Will, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Oh man, thank you so much for the opportunity. Ed. Take care. What a fantastic podcast chat with Will. I cannot express how much you've just learned from this podcast chat from the last 25 minutes. What Will provided in this interview is so much great take action advice, 
with regards to what it really takes to pursuing a career in the sports industry. And without a doubt, relating to today's podcast topic, your personal brand is vital with regards to how you represent yourself online and in person. And how you represent yourself is really the key with regards to making that professional first impression when meeting people in the sports industry. And for that reason, this podcast chat really illustrates the importance of why your personal brand is important and will shed some great examples of how it benefited him with regards to his sports career and even myself. How we got connected was because of a common interest and I can proudly say we both provided a professional first impression when really setting up this podcast chat. So relating to your sports career ambition, really take on board what Will said, apply it to your sports career ambitions with that personal brand which really represents you the best possible way and really just take advantage and get on with it in a way of taking action and in the long run you will see how it will grow by the people you meet in the sports industry but most importantly you will develop into an expert in your field in the sports industry in the near future so really take on board what will said take action and good luck Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Will said, as a sports professional, do the best by surveying the land. Cultivate your sports career field, build relationships, and then start focusing on your desired destination in the sports industry.